In Georgia Ag and Review for the week of October 31st, we started off with a look at the cotton crop. Well, as we find ourselves mid-harvest, we check in with Richie Seaton, Executive Director of the Georgia Cotton Commission, for the latest. Our crop is doing fairly well. I hear reports from all over the state of extremely good yields, and I also hear reports of not very good yields. And it's going to be interesting when our harvest is complete to see how much we're going to have abandoned and how much of our crop we lost due to the heat and drought not good stands, etc. Our quality is okay. It's too suffered some, as our yields have from the extreme heat and dry weather. And I guess most of our producers have the attitude. They're thankful for what they have and, you know, keep going and try again next year. Cotton looks good for the next year, and hopefully there will be, you know, good price opportunities to contract and stay with the crop that serves us well. And with some livestock news, Randall Wiseman had this. Well, a group of cattle producers from Georgia traveled to Iowa and Nebraska this past week to see various operations in that part of the country. Jason Johns from Temple, Georgia, one of the Georgia Cattlemen Association's Tour Committee co-chairs, explains what the trip was all about. Well, what we did, we brought a group of uh, 38 Georgia farmers to Iowa to see basically how some of our cattle are fed here at Tri-County Feeders how some of the corn is harvested, uh, how the cattle are harvested. We took a tour to the uh, Iowa Beef Center, seen how some of their studies are and some of their synchronization studies. Uh, Went on to the Tyson Slaughter Facility there in uh, Dakota City, seen how those cattle were packaged and slaughtered and how some of the Georgia cattle go through there. We've come on some purebred operations, uh, Weiss and Sons, and also Nichols, some of their... uh, purebred bulls that are used in some of these feed yards for some of these commercial breeders. Uh, Also, touring the Tri-County feeders, seeing how these cattle are handled and see how these southern cattle do in Iowa in the wintertime. And John said it was an eye-opening experience for many on this tour. Just the fertilization of this soil compared to Georgia's red clay is a real eye-opener. And just the landscape and really didn't realize how much corn was really growing in Iowa. He said they're hoping to do a similar tour again next year and hopefully make it a yearly event. And we will wrap up for this week with Everett Griner. What if you owned a herd of cattle? What if you owned a couple of horses, you know, for pleasure riding? That doesn't matter. You're all in the same boat. Hay is going to cost you a lot more money this year than it did last year. At least six states, including Texas and Oklahoma, have suffered severe drought this year. Now, several other states have had below-normal rainfall. It's possible there may even be a severe shortage of hay this year. We're already into fall when most of the cutting and baling is done. Many barns that are normally stuffed with hay this time of year have little or nothing. Most commercial producers say that they have 75% or less of a normal hay crop. I've read that some horse owners are already considering selling. Huh. Some cattle ranches already have. Nobody needs to tell you if you can find hay, you better buy it now. And remember, you can find these stories along with all the week's Southeast Agnet reports on our website at southeastagnet.com. I'm Julie McPeak with Southeast Agnet's podcast.